over the years that I've been here, I've uh, learned an amazing amount uh, about this uh, type of investing that is, is very unknown to a lot of people mm -hmm. out there. Um, you know, most people think that stocks, bonds, and mutual funds are really the only way to grow your wealth, and they're yep. just, it's just not true. There's just so many other opportunities. Are you tired of trying to keep ahead in the rat race, only to have so much of your hard-earned money going to the tax collector? Equity doesn't pay the bills. Retirement savings don't pay you now, and there are only 24 hours in a day to work. The only solution is passive income that pays you 24-7 now, not 40 years from now. From vetted investment opportunities to tax saving strategies, let John guide you through all the confusion and take control of your financial life in pursuit of financial freedom. So sit back, relax, and welcome to the Wealth and Freedom Nexus. morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when you're listening to this. This is John Rickgarn, your host, as always, of the Wealth and Freedom Nexus podcast. Now, before we jump into today's episode with today's guest, uh, I want to take a moment and ask you, uh, all my listeners, how has rising interest rates affected you, especially here in 2022? At the time of this uh, recording, Fed is expected to make another 75 basis point hike here in September. Uh, by the way, if you ever hear this uh, and wonder, what is a basis point? What does this mean? Very simply, 100 basis points is just 1%. So if you hear, oh, the Fed's going to raise the rates by uh, 25 basis points, that's a quarter of a percent or 0.25%. So I don't know why in financial worlds they like to use these. Uh, just makes it sound bigger and more, I don't know, fear-mongering from the media. <laughs> I honestly don't know anyone that has ever gone home and said, hey, honey, guess what? I got a hundred or 600 basis point raise today. Well, yes, honey, you got 6% raise, inflation's nine. You know, we're still kind of behind. And again, it's just a play on words, play on numbers. But anyways, uh, like I said, this is what the Fed is expected to do here shortly. Uh, the Fed has been pretty aggressive uh, raising rates in 2022 in hopes of combating inflation. And I mean, we'll see if this is successful or not. Uh, back in the early 80s, Paul Volcker, you know, raised rates even more aggressively and did kill off the inflation that started from the 70s, you know, some argue all the way back to the Nixon shock in 1971, uh, to the stagflation, OPEC embargo, everything, all the stagflation that happened in the mid to late 70s. So now, as far as anyone listening to this, and you know, maybe even myself included, now if you have a variable rate interest loan, you know, that the rate fluctuates, especially when Fed's, you know, raising rates, lowering rates. Or maybe that rate adjusts because your credit score went up or down or something. But regardless, that interest rate is variable. Like a credit card and a home equity line of credit are probably the most uh, two most common financing instruments that people are aware of. You know, this could definitely hurt and crimp your budget. You know, maybe you've seen, well, gosh, my credit card interest rate was 15% and now it's 20, 22, 25%. Or my HELOC went from 5% to 8%. You know, I'm just throwing out numbers, but obviously the more interest rates rise, the cost of money tends to go up. And if you are a borrower, unfortunately, that's you know a downside and all that interest does add up. 
Now, if you have, let's say, fixed rate debt, and you know, especially a lot of people, myself included, went on a sort of refinancing binge in the last, well, especially two years, if not the last five to 10 years, as rates were going down, down, down with the Great Recession, uh, you might even be like, well, so what? I'm locked in. I myself have 30-year mortgages on uh, my investment properties. They are locked in for a full 30 years, uh, anywhere from 2.875% to 4.25%. So, you know, Fed can raise the rates, lower the rates, keep them the same, you know, maybe the Fed funds rate goes higher. And to me, that's, you know, probably non-consequential. It's not going to make much uh, difference. My payment is locked in for 30 years, regardless of what prevailing rates are doing this. And as I'm recording this, Yahoo News just announced that mortgage rates have hit 6%. And this is the first time uh, since 2008 or um, almost 15 years ago, kind of ironic. I remember that time uh, 6% was like a bargain. And now society is like all up in arms that, oh, geez, you know, rates are up six per, or up to 6%. You know, this is bad. And it just, actually, now that I uh, think of that, I still remember back around that time in 2008, we had refinanced to uh, refinanced our primary home to five and a half percent. And I don't know how many people told us, oh, that's a great rate. You're never going to see rates that low again. Well, never can be a dangerous word. Uh, come 2020, we actually refied to uh, 2.375% and also went down uh, uh, to a 15-year mortgage. So, you know, never stay, never, you know, no one has a crystal ball. No one knows what rates are going to do. And, you know, at the same token, I know some people are saying that rates could go up as high as they were in the early 80s. I highly, highly, highly doubt that. And, you know, that's another discussion for another time. But anyways, getting back to what I wanted to talk about and is really the focus of today's podcast is what if we just all turn that around? You know, maybe you do have variable debts that rising rates hurt you, or maybe you're like, well, so what? The only debt I have is my uh, mortgage and I refinance my student loans. Both of them are locked in at whatever percent rate, and it's going to stay that way till the end of the term. So, you know, I pay off my credit cards every month. So it's like, so what if rates go up? It really doesn't affect me. But what if... Uh, you know, what if you could benefit from rising rates? Now, just like we had with Bronson Hill on episode 32, while you can benefit from inflation, you can also set yourself up to benefit from rising rates. And this is possible. I'm uh, actually proof positive of that. Just to, you know, think about this. It is possible if you are on the lending side with interest rates, not on the borrowing side with interest rates. Now, just, you know, take a step back and think for a minute. Do you think the banks have made more money based on, you know, sub 5% interest rates on mortgages the last 5, 10, even 15 years? Or do you think maybe they made a little bit more money back in the 70s and 80s when mortgage rates were 10, 15, 20%? I, I still remember my aunt telling me in 1980, I think they had moved to Washington State, they got locked in at an 18% interest rate on their mortgage. And they thought that was the deal of the decade where a lot of my credit cards aren't even 18% now. So really it's just all a matter of perspective. But you know, likewise, banks haven't made a lot of money on interest uh, from the fixed rate loans uh, the last five and even ten years. You know, this is why many times you'll see this huge push of oh, rates were down, you know, quarter point or 
well, sorry, 25 basis points. I got to keep up this Fed speak and or maybe half a percent, one percent, two percent lower than you're paying now. You got to refinance and lock in these lower rates. Well, of course, the banks are going to push that. They're going to charge, you know, origination fees and title fees and abstract fees and processing fees and all these other fees. Many times just get rolled right into the loan and they know, okay, I'm not going to make as much money in interest, but if I can keep pushing all these refinances, which, you know, interesting fact, the, you know, typical mortgage gets refinanced or paid off every seven years, even though we have 30 year mortgages uh, here in the United States. So, you know, just think about this. Um, what if you could be the bank? What if you could be on the lending side with ri uh, rising rates? Uh, with that, today's guest I've known for about three years and have invested many, many times with a company that he works for. Uh, now, just so you know, you do not have to be accredited in order to, uh, you know, partake in this investment. You don't need to be an accredited investor. Um, you can earn a stable monthly return of 8%, 10%, even 12% on your investments that's paid monthly uh, into your bank account or, you know, even your self-directed retirement account, which I've done, you know, say through Quest Financial or Specialized Trust. Um, you know, you don't have to be accredited for this. And best of all, the starting investment amount is only $10,000, which I know personally, many people have that either sitting in a bank account, maybe making 2% if they're lucky, you know, interest rates sitting in a savings account or money market account, or they have that, you know, either in investments, uh, you know, sitting in a retirement account that where at the time of this recording, the S&P has pretty much been flat year to date and the Dow Jones has been down for the year. So, you know, just keep this in mind, not only as a way to benefit from rising rates, but also maybe to reposition some capital. If you're getting a little tired of the stock market roller coaster or you're tired of, you know, I've seen as low as 0.01% interest for savings accounts. And like I said, if you're lucky, sometimes you can get up to 2%. So with that, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, maybe learn something new and hopefully even take action. And I hope uh, you at least even look into uh, this investment option. With that will have a quick word from today's sponsor. Buying rental homes are one thing, but buying older homes could bring more headaches for a new real estate investor. Outdated wiring, cracking foundations, and hazardous materials like asbestos are not things a beginning investor should have to deal with nor worry about. Why not start with a brand new construction home in one of the fastest growing areas in the U.S., Central Florida? Wagner and Alaska and his team, Build to Rent, have over 3,000 homes in various stages of development and work only with real estate investors. Their new homes feature tenant-resilient amenities like vinyl floor plank, lower insurance premiums than older homes, and possibly even very low property taxes for the first year or two. To find out more and learn how this is all possible, go to buildtorentdirect.com or text 407-927-5074. That's build2rentdirect.com. Howard, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, John, how you doing today? Not too bad. How are things uh, down in Vegas? <laughs> Good. A little warm still, uh, uh, but now we're getting into the fall season, so uh, hopefully it'll start cooling off here a little bit. Hopefully now as cold as Minnesota gets when we get into the negative 20s actual when our actual temp. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm a desert dweller myself. Yeah. So, <laughs> Well, Howard, uh, again, thanks for uh, coming on and uh, maybe for my sure. listeners that are the 
you know, this is the first time they've heard of you and heard of Ignite Funding. Can you give us kind of a brief background on yourself and how you started with the company? Yeah, I actually came to Ignite Funding back in 2010 after the stock market crash and uh, real mm-hmm. estate crash. And before I came to Ignite Funding, I was actually a financial advisor with Ameriprise Financial. Oh, interesting. And um, trying to build a book of business here in Las Vegas and uh, just was uh, not the best time to be doing that sure. uh, for obvious reasons. And a colleague of mine uh, had become the compliance officer, officer, the chief compliance officer for Ignite Funding. And she uh, kind of introduced me to Carrie Cook, our company president. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, you know, I gave it a try at the time. I didn't know anything about trustees or private lending or note investing and uh, over the years that I've been here, I've uh, learned an amazing amount about this uh, type of investing that is is very unknown to a lot of people mm-hmm. out there. You know, most people think that stocks, bonds, and mutual funds are really the only way to grow your wealth, and they're yep. just—it's just not true. There's just so many other opportunities. So, um, you know, I came with the financial services background, and um, you know, started learning uh, about these investments, and uh, I mean, I became in a very short time, an investor myself because uh, uh, of the way these investments work, uh, the consistency, the real estate as collateral, mm-hmm. um, and and the double-digit returns. I mean, it's just uh, hard to beat anywhere else. Yeah, definitely agree, especially when you say the stability. I mean, they talk of, you know, for years, the FANG stocks, you know, Netflix was the high flyer for years, and now that's been kind of like a free fall here in 2022 now, so... And right. a consistent return, consistent uh, investment is definitely nice. So now uh, yeah. um, off camera, before we started recording, uh, you mentioned obviously Ignite's experienced quite a bit of growth. Uh, you just moved to a new office or a larger office as well. Uh, how long has Ignite been in business? And, you know, like as far as numbers, how many or how much in funding have uh, have you done year to date or to date, I should say? Well, we, we've been in business since 1995. We were one of okay. the, the few uh, commercial loan brokers in the Las Vegas area to survive the downturn. Okay. Um, we started measuring 2011. That was kind of the bottom for us. Mm. And uh, going forward, we started keeping our statistics very detailed. And since then, we have funded over $1.3 billion worth of hard money loans wow. uh, to real estate contractors and developers and have earned our investors over a hundred million in, in interest. Cool. So, um, and yeah, every year our, our servicing portfolio gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And, um, yeah, we're, we're looking at a very bright future, especially with what's going on in the, uh, real estate development marketplace these days. Sure. No, it makes sense. In the past, I and I've had uh, numerous uh, guests before um, talking about you know lending, private lending, promissory notes, etc. Um, mm-hmm. Specifically with this, and I know this kind of is more state specific of what they allow. But what exactly is a trust deed, and how is that? Is that exactly the same as a mortgage, or is there a little bit different difference between it? It's a little bit different, okay. um, but along the same lines. So trust deed comes from the, uh, the name comes from a legal document called a deed of trust that's recorded in the county recorder's office and has the effect of putting a lien on a piece of property. Okay. Um, But what you're investing in is not the trust deed itself. What you're actually investing in is a promissory note, a secured promissory note to be specific. And that promissory note is secured by real property. 
Okay. Um, the promissory note is an interest-bearing note for a specified period of time that's signed between um, the uh, the broker and the borrower. And we're Ignite Funding is highly specific in the promissory notes that we originate. So uh, what we what we specialize in are short-term financing instruments for real estate construction companies, contractors, uh, developers, land development companies. These are commercial grade notes. They are for short periods of time, typically 18 months in duration. Okay. And the um, uh, the interest is paid on a monthly basis. Uh, and what makes you Ignite Funding unique is the way we crowdfund each individual loan that we originate in service. So um, we basically uh, take positions from investors on these notes that we produce, and those investors share in the interest rate that the loan produces, which is typically 10, 11, sometimes even 12%. Okay. And uh, that is an annual rate of return, of course, but the uh, interest is paid out to the investors on a monthly basis. And okay. the investors are listed um, on an Exhibit A that's attached to the deed of trust uh, as a fractional owner of uh, the note and uh, have a fractional interest in the lien on the piece of property. Okay. So that's kind of the mechanics of it. And then uh, hopefully this share worked here. And for those uh, following along on YouTube or want to follow along my YouTube channel, you can uh, check that out at youtube.com backslash WFreedomNexus. But Howard, you had sent this uh, kind of presentation before as mm -hmm. to kind of like why now trustees and uh, maybe you can speak a little to that or want me to jump a page or two, let me know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, uh, the the real estate development industry is um, is ramping up uh, right now and has been for many years. Um, when we went through the subprime mortgage crash, real estate development came to a grinding halt. And for about four years, there was very little, if anything, being developed that was new, okay. no new constructions going on. So while that was occurring from about 2008 to 2012, um, the demand continued to increase. The population continued to grow. People continued to move to new areas and the demand overall, and I'm, I'm speaking nationally, sure. um, continued to increase with no new supply coming online. So from, I would say about 2012 until now, the industry has been steadily ramping up. Okay. But, uh, you know, it, you can't just snap your fingers and have finished houses for people to buy uh, in a short period of time. It takes many years to ramp up mm -hmm. that production. Furthermore, you know, with, uh, with COVID, uh, a lot of people are now realizing that they don't have to live in the big cities um, <laughs> yep. to work. They can work remotely. Mm -hmm. And so we've seen a tremendous migration away from the big city and urban centers out into the suburbs and it's these suburbs that are experiencing the highest rates of growth yeah and that's where we're doing a lot of our lending this week's podcast is brought to you by spartan invest spartan currently manages hundreds of turnkey properties across alabama and tennessee and is where i personally bought my first out-of-state turnkey property in fact i have two properties with them now and both tenants just renewed for another two years that should tell you the quality of their team and their due diligence if you are a first-time investor or looking to expand your real estate portfolio, check out SpartanInvest.com. Okay. Makes sense. So, mm -hmm. all right. And then I'll just jump here a little bit. So obviously, there's 
Howard's mug shots. Mm-hmm. Kind of already talked about the annualized returns. Um, now you obviously now I've uh, full disclosure for anyone listening. I have invested uh, with Ignite Funding, I believe, for about two years now. Uh, so just like I said, full transparency. You know, I have worked with Ignite Funding. I've emailed Howard numerous times on various loans and um, whatnot. Um, now you mentioned the deed of trust. It's basically similar to like a mortgage. If someone's coming in and whatever, John Smith wants to purchase rehab, whatever the case may be, a million dollar property. And they need a million dollar loan to fund that property or fund those operations. Now, you had mentioned earlier that there was kind of like the fractional ownership, so to speak, where say someone comes to Ignite Funding, they need a million dollars. You reach out to the investors, you text me, hey, John, we have a million dollar loan, uh, 10% interest, would you like to join in? And I might be like, well, yeah, but I don't have a million dollars. What is or how does the fractional part work and what are the minimum requirements for that? Yeah, so the minimum investment on uh, any of our loans is 10,000. So it's a pretty pretty low barrier to entry. Uh, That 10,000 represents a fractional interest of the overall note. So on a million dollar note, uh, as a simple example, that would represent a 1% interest. And if you can see, I know it's kind of small, but on that slide that you're showing that very first entry, John C. Smith, uh, that's his account. um, And it shows he has a 45, well, that disappeared on me, but a $45,000. Yeah, trying to zoom in, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Um, But I think it was a $45,000 investment on a $195,000 loan. And uh, I don't, let's see if it shows. See here. But the, but the deed of trust, this is an ex- a sample of an exhibit A of the deed of trust that um, no. would be provided to each investor on every okay. loan that we do. Um, and it would show your fractional interest in that particular okay. note. That is uh, especially important in the unlikely event that we, we have a, a borrower default and we have to foreclose on the property because then the investor is no longer uh, an owner, uh, a partial owner of the note, but now a partial owner of the physical real estate itself. Gotcha. So that percentage carries over to the property. And when we liquidate the property, they will still own that fractional interest in the property itself. Okay. That makes sense. So, all right. And, and obviously I, this example is a very small loan, 195,000, sure. but most of the loans that we're doing are in the several millions of dollars. Mm, yeah. So, and now you mentioned, uh, you know, $10,000 investment, which now some of you might listen to this might be like, well, geez, John, geez, Howard, you know, I don't have just, you know, $10,000 under my mattress or anything like that. Uh, keep in mind that you can uh, self-direct your retirement accounts. If you have been a little disgruntled with the stock market returns here in 2022, uh, I myself have self-directed my retirement accounts for years. And just like Howard said, I've invested in numerous trustees. They send out the checks every month. Uh, every month, like clockwork, I get the, you know, 10, 11, 12% interest payments on the you know, fractional note ownership, basically taking a step backwards a little, Howard, uh, since these are, you know, promissory notes, uh, tied to the trust deeds, can anyone invest in this or do you have to be accredited or any certain status or anything? Yeah, it's a, a great question. Uh, you know, you do not have to be accredited. Uh, okay. these, these types of investments are not considered securities, so they don't fall under the pure purview of the SEC or FINRA. Okay. Um, these, these investments are considered private lending. 
Okay. Um, and they are regulated by the state. And in okay. our case, the state of Nevada Division of Mortgage Lending regulates okay. Ignite Funding's activity as a commercial loan broker. Um, the state of Nevada deems a suitable investor uh, to be someone who meets one of two criteria, either an annual household income of 70000 a year or more, okay. or a total household net worth of 250000 or more. Okay. Um, and by household, they mean everybody living under the same roof. Gotcha. Okay. Now that's a, that's a suitability standard. Um, the, you know, there's no suitability police out there that's going to come knocking <laughs> sure. on your door if you invest in something that uh, you're technically not suitable for, but it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a warning sign for investors that if you don't meet at least one of these two criteria, you may not want to, uh, you know, put your last $10,000 sure. in something like this. Um, because one of the biggest risk factors with this type of investment is the liquidity aspect. Mm -hmm. So when you put your money into uh, one of our promissory notes, you'll collect your interest every month, like sure. clockwork. Um, but that money is tied up for the duration of the note. And um, earlier, uh, I, had, I had mentioned that uh, most of the notes that we originate are 18 months in duration. Okay. So that means your money is tied up for 18 months and there's no secondary market by which we can sell your investment to another investor. So mm -hmm. you're, when you're in it, you're in it for the duration. Sure. Makes sense. So, and now you've uh, obviously talked about the liquidity aspect of it too. If this is, you know, money you need to, you know, pay your mortgage next month, obviously this isn't the place to put it. Now, Correct. as of this recording, I, uh, believe I just invested in my seventh trustee uh, through Ignite Funding. Now the ones I've had, you know, like you said, they're more short-term, give or take. You know, I think I've seen as short as nine months, as long as eighteen months. Uh, some, you know, paid off early. You know, what for whatever reason they flipped the property, for instance, it went ahead of schedule. Uh, some, you know, I've get an email. It's like, hey, this uh, deed terms in May, the borrower would like to, I forget the legal term, but they like to uh, exercise their right to extend it, you know, three months, six months as per the original documentation. So they're like, okay, I'll get three, six months more worth of interest. And a number of them have just like, all right, this term's in August of 2022, and it termed in August of 2022. Uh, do you have any idea as far as percentages, like all the ones that Ignite have done, you know, how many close on time, you know, fund early, extend, or maybe worst case scenario, have to go through the foreclosure process? Well, I think the important thing to understand about these investments is that no two are exactly alike and okay. they don't operate on a perfect timetable. I mean, we're talking about real estate and we're talking about real estate development and lending uh, based on real estate. So the notes are typically written uh, for, and as I quote it in the note itself, nine months with an option of nine month, optional nine month extension period at maturity. Okay. And so, um, but that option to extend belongs to the borrower. Mm -hmm. And and in most cases, the borrowers will opt to extend. We uh, we we write them that way for a couple of reasons, but mainly because it gives the borrower. Um, an opportunity to split up their origination points, and that's the fees that they pay Ignite Funding okay. for uh, originating and servicing these loans. Um, but to the investor, um, I always tell investors, just assume that it's going to go 18 months, and if it pays okay. off early, um, you know, we'll, we'll likely have other opportunities for them to reinvest that money on pretty quickly. Sure. 
Um, and, and they do pay off early from time to time uh, for refinancing. Uh, a lot of times they'll find a, a bank that'll write them a loan to refinance the property. Okay. Uh, a lot of times they will sell the property, um, you know, part way through the development because they received an offer from somebody that they just couldn't turn away from. Sure. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, they sell another property over across town, uh, which generates a huge amount of cash flow and they decide to write a check and, and pay off the loan here so okay. they don't have to pay the interest anymore. All right. The important thing from the investor standpoint is knowing that Ignite Funding has a continual flow of mm-hmm. new investment opportunities coming and going every week. Okay. So it's, it's very easy for our investors to keep their money working and keep that interest coming in. Sure. And I can attest to, and you know, for anyone listening out there, you know, everyone's got their own time horizons, everything, maybe 18 months seems like that's short. Maybe that seems too long. You know, keep in mind that with the minimum investment of 10,000, you can do what I do where I've invested 10 to 20,000 in each note. And one comes up, I'll invest here. Two months later, another one comes up, I invest there. Another one comes up, I invest there. So yes, each individual one maybe that, you know, nine to 18 months, but I typically have a uh, note reach maturity every quarter within my retirement account. Then that hits my account. Then I'm like, okay, Howard, what's the next one? Or, Hey, I want to reinvest in, you know, this one coming up next month. So yes, kind of using a laddering strategy. Yeah, exactly. This is, you know, obviously a longer term, but you can obviously with the minimum commitment of $10,000, you can instead just saying, okay, I'm going to put a hundred thousand dollars in my retirement account in one note. Well, break it up into 10, $10,000 investments, do one a month. And then you're basically cycling through about one a month throughout the year. Yeah, and and not only that, but you're diversifying the risk by yeah. by diversifying <laughs> on different different borrowers on different pieces of property. Mm-hmm. So, and now you mentioned the borrowers, and I can't remember. This is on those disclaimer. Talked a little bit about the risk, but uh, you know, as far as like some of the you know risk, if someone stops paying, uh, obviously you know there's a default. Maybe there's you know, they get upside down in the mortgage, the property plunges in value, whatever the case may be. Is that something that the investor is going to have to worry about themselves or does Ignite have a team to work with, you know, getting them caught up on payments or, you know, maybe had some of that during COVID with all the moratoriums in place or how would that work as far as the investors are concerned? Right. Yeah. Well, so I think that's one of the things that makes Ignite funding unique from a lot of other mortgage brokers out there. Um, uh, There's a lot of mortgage brokers who do commercial lending on the side from their typical mortgage uh, business. But what they will then do once they originate the loan is they will sell it off to a third party servicer and basically Uh, wipe their hands clean of it. Gotcha. Here at Ignite funding, commercial loans are all we do. Okay. We we underwrite, originate, and service all of our own loans from start to finish. And uh, on the rare occasion when we have a borrower default, we will process that default on behalf of our investors from start to finish, keeping them apprised of the of the process through emails and ballots for voting and that kind of thing. Okay. So um, I think that's one of the benefits of working with a company like ours is that um, you know, especially for those who are learning about noting, note investing and are kind of new to it, um, we kind of do it all for you and, and show you the steps. We're extraordinarily transparent in mm-hmm. uh, everything that we do. And um, 
it'll uh, make it for a very passive way to earn a good rate of return on your money. Um, one other thing I'd like to add too about our borrowers is that we like to develop our borrowers and uh, develop longstanding relationships with our borrowers the okay. same way we do with our investors. So most of the loans that we uh, offer to our investors are not one-off deals that you know somebody called up and said, "Hey, can I get a loan for this?" Okay. Um, we are we are working with the same borrowers in some cases for uh, you know for since 2011. When we okay. started keeping statistics, wow. they still come back to us for repetitive lending on different pieces of property. Um, and, and they use us as a quick and efficient source of financing. So okay. many of these borrowers are very credible. They can get lending from banks and, and, and other lending institutions, other investment groups. But they come to us because and they pay the high rates that we charge because they know we move quickly. And they know that when we say we'll show up to title with the money, we do. Okay. And so, um, so you know, we develop relationships with both sides of the equation, and that's what makes the business model a win-win for everybody. All right. Well, and uh, you kind of mentioned with uh, keeping the notes in house, and I think on both ends, that kind of also alleviates risk because you know that if Ignite Funding is going to keep this loan with borrower, you know, Mr. Smith, then, okay, we're going to keep this in house. We're not just going to sell it to a servicer, you know, might be a little bit more, you know, shall we say due diligence on the borrower as well as the property. Whereas obviously if anyone's watched the movie, the big short, which I probably watched, you know, two, three, four dozen times, uh, a lot of banks like Wachovia, Washington mutual, they would do a loan. They would, you know, uh, dummy up the income forms and income verifications and everything else. And they're like, well, I don't care if the borrower stops paying it. I'm securitizing this, selling it off to some sucker out there. And I don't care what happens after that. Right. Well, and in many cases, we use our own money to execute these loans with the borrower to be timely okay. uh, in, in getting it executed. And then we'll assign investors into it after the fact. So a, a lot of our own company money is uh, wrapped up in these notes along with our investors. Sure. So, all right. Well, very good. Now, uh, maybe uh, just kind of high level. And like I said, I've been an investor through a negative funding for a number of years, but uh, anything else that I should have asked or anything, my, anything else my listeners uh, should know about uh, trustee investing or this type of investment? Uh, just, you know, that it is a long-term type of investment. So approach okay. this thing with long-term money, diversify your assets among different borrowers on different pieces of property. And, you know, over the long run, you're going to be extraordinarily pleased with the performance. It's okay. very, it's very solid, very consistent. Um, and, you know, the, having the real estate there as collateral is a, is a something that helps me sleep at night. Right. Yeah, exactly. This isn't like a, you know, if you charge up a credit card, which is why credit card interest rates are so high, they, that would be an example of an unsecured loan where it's basically just a handshake promise. Yep. I promise to repay JP Morgan Chase, what I charged up on my credit card. And if I default on that, they can report me, they can trash my credit score, but they can't physically take anything back, whether it's a car, a house, a real estate project or whatever. So, and uh, right. again, for those uh, watching this on the YouTube video, or want to check it out later, uh, slide that uh, Howard has available right now. Like I said, I've gone through this process numerous times. It's very, shall we say, easy and efficient. I get a text to email of, hey, these, this one's available. I let them know, yep, I want to put 
whatever, $10,000 and ABC LLC for this loan. Uh, all the documents come through by DocuSign. Uh, probably the only additional step I have that isn't shown on this uh, slide is since I work with a custodian for a self-directed retirement account, there's a couple extra steps and forms that my custodian requires that uh, doesn't come through Ignite. So, you know, for me, it's probably like eight steps versus seven, but it's, uh, you know, very easy to go through. Uh, everything's done electronically, digitally. Uh, I'd say probably the, maybe the most complicated thing is sometimes the notes that requires a notary, which, you know, a lot of times if you have a, you know, banking relationship or an attorney, they can do that for you locally or uh, Ignite Funding is actually partnered with a, uh, can't remember the name of the company, but he actually do digital An online notary service, online notary service. Yeah. Yep. Uh, where I've done it too. It's basically, as long as you got a laptop webcam, hold up your driver's license. Uh, someone from maybe Colorado does all the verification says, yep. John Rickarn is present. John Rickarn has his ID. I will notarize this and it goes off to ignite funding. So I'd say that's probably about the only one you know, other, uh, one other stuff. quick comment about this slide that you're showing is, um, sure. th these are the steps that, uh, a new investor would take to get started. So okay. um, step one is opening up an account. Now, um, we're not a custodian. We're not licensed to, to hold your money for any uh, significant sure. length of time. Um, Ignite funding, uh, in fact, by Nevada state regulations, uh, we have to hold your funds in escrow and then send them back to you uh, gotcha. unless they're, they're being used for a specific purpose. So um, this, this, the way this works is, is that investors, when they make an investment, we send them loan documents, they complete the loan documents, they send those back to us with the money, okay. we execute the loan, the loan starts producing the interest, the interest gets paid out by uh, the between the first and the 10th of every month. And then by the 15th, we send that interest out to the investors. Okay. Um, when the loan is repaid, uh, and we ACH that money right back into your bank account, mm -hmm. or if it's a, an IRA, right back to your custodian. Sure. When when the loan is repaid, the principal is also ACH right back into your bank account. Okay. So Ignite Funding will never hold the money. Um, and then once you receive the payoff, you know you're you're uh, you're you're free to reinvest in something else that we have to offer, or redirect those funds elsewhere. It's sure. entirely up to you. So yeah. this is not a this is not an account uh, to hold funds, but it's an account that generates loan documents for the specific investments. Gotcha. Okay, sounds good. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, uh, mentioning all that, and obviously, I have it on the screen here for those uh, watching this on YouTube. But uh, anyone out there, if they're maybe interested in this, want to learn more, or maybe they're sick of the stock market up, you know, roller coaster. And they're like, you know, I think I want to diversify my investments. Uh, what's the best way to reach out to you, Howard, and uh, get started on this process? Yeah. Anything here is, is great. Shoot me an email or, um, or give me a call. We also have a text messaging service. So okay. um, I don't, unfortunately, I don't have a slide that I can put up there, but the text messaging service is for new investment opportunities only. Okay. And um, uh, what what you would want to do if anybody's listening uh, to get an idea of our deal flow, text the the word money one, M O N E Y, the number one, to this phone number. Okay. And it is eight four 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 five five two seven zero two two. 
So and that'll nice. opt you in for our text messaging, which will, uh, we only, we don't send marketing materials that way. It's sure. only information about new investment opportunities. Okay. And um, when you text money one to that phone number, it'll come back and ask you for your full name. You type in your full name and send it, and then you're opted in. And then every time we release a new uh, investment opportunity, you'll get a text message on it with a okay. detailed fact sheet. Sounds good. And just yeah. to double check, you said the number was 844-552-7022? That is correct. Okay. And again, for those uh, listening, I'll have these as clickable links in the show notes. Just wanted to make sure I had the correct number. So you did dial some, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so, But yeah, I mean, anybody uh, who has any questions or, um, you know, I love the tough questions. I've been, uh, I've been in this uh, field now for 12 years. Um, I think that I've seen it all and done it all, but there's, uh, you know, there's always something new to be learned <laughs> in the, in the world of note investing. Yeah. Um, but, but please uh, send me the hard questions. I love them. Um, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of shady players mm-hmm. in this industry, Yeah. Uh, but I can assure you that ignite funding is not, we are compliant with state regulations and we are extraordinarily transparent in what we do. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I can attest uh, every single investment I've had through Ignite Fund and Ignite funding, uh, you know, has paid back, you know, all principal plus interest. I myself haven't had any issues. And like I said, I've been investing with Ignite for about two years. So this wasn't like, hey, I just picked them off the Internet. I don't have any experience with them, but hey, I'll bring them on my podcast. I uh, only attach my name to, like I said, the vetted operators and the ones that I trust to put my money in as well. So, yeah. all right. Well, I appreciate you having me on, John. Uh, yeah, but, it was enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for coming on, Howard. And uh, yeah. I'll put all these uh, contacts in the show notes and uh, might have to have you on a future episode. I'd love to. Let me know. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Howard. All right. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to share, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For more updates, check out www.wealthandfreedomnexus.com. Remember, nothing on this show should be considered tax, legal, investment, or professional advice. This show is produced solely for educational and informational purposes. Please consult an appropriate and licensed tax, legal, real estate, or business professional for specific advice for your situation. For distribution or publication rights or media interviews, please contact the host.